Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup, oh, blocked by James! It's over, it's over! Cleveland is a city of champions once again! The Cavaliers are NBA champions! That sound means it's time for Cavs on the Break NBA podcast, part of the Press Play Podcast Network. I am your host, Chase Smith, and with me, as he was last night, he covers your Cleveland Cavaliers for Sports Illustrated, the one, the only Sam Amico Sam, the Cavs making moves at the trade deadline. What's up, man? Yeah, they, they made a move that I think nobody saw coming. And you, you know what, Chase, before we get started, I should probably mention that um, we're having podcasts on back-to-back. It's a back-to-back podcast, and I'm at the age now where I should probably rest on the second night of a back <laughs> <laughs> Load management. We'll make sure to get that under wraps. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, uh, yeah, you know, I don't think anybody saw the trade coming. Andre Drummond uh, from the Pistons. I, I, you know, we all knew that Drummond was available, um, but we never heard anything about the talks involving the Cavs and the Pistons uh, until, you know, maybe an hour before the deadline on Thursday afternoon. So let's set the scene. The Cavs do not trade Kevin Love. They do not trade Tristan Thompson, put a cap in that. We'll table that for a moment. The Cavaliers trade for Andre Drummond, and they get – no, they traded away Brandon Knight, John Henson, and a second-round pick in an NBA landscape where the Rockets has traded away a center. They're going small ball. They're all in on small ball, but the Cavs have zigged where the league has zagged. They're stockpiling centers. What? What is the – mindset behind this trade were the Cavs browsing on craigslist and they found an un like unpassable deal they had to make or was is there is there really more behind that than, than this you know i don't i don't know the answer to that for sure it's very uh 1990s style where it's you know you've got you've got drummond and tristan and and kevin love and larry nance jr and you know now you have uh like you said, it, 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 where the rest of the league has played small ball, this is a very big lineup, a uh, big front court that the Cavs have. And, you know, Drummond is uh, – Very girthy. He's one of the best bigs in the East. I mean, undeniable. Yeah. And, I mean, he leads the league in rebounding. And the Cavs have two very good rebounders already in Tristan and Kevin Love. And Larry Nance Jr. does a nice job rebounding too. So, um, it's going to be interesting to me. You know, I'm still trying to wrap my head around it. And only because, look, if this were 1995, you wouldn't even question this trade because you'd like, yeah, you can't have enough big guys. Um, but, you know, now the league has gone to where your bigs are supposed to be able to shoot, if not threes, at least from the perimeter. And you don't really want Tristan or Drummond <laughs> shooting from beyond five to seven feet away from the hoop. So um, it's an interesting dynamic that they have. You know, now I think that, Drummond's a pretty good passer. A lot of people don't give him credit for that, but he's a pretty good passer, uh, and, and that should enable him and Kevin Love to connect a little bit, you know, him finding Kevin Love out on the perimeter uh, for those jumpers. So um, it's just an interesting dynamic. It's, and, you know, you're going to – what's he going to – what is Coach John Beeline going to do with Drummond and Tristan Thompson? I mean, are you going to tell Tristan Thompson, yeah, now you're coming off the bench for a 13-39 and 39 team? Uh, because we couldn't trade you or, you know, I mean, there's a lot of things that are very delicate about this uh, that, that you're going to have to get around. And obviously we have the contract situation uh, with both, 
Tristan, whose contract's expiring at the end of the year, and Drummond, who has a player option for about $29 million at the end of the year. Um, you know, there's, there's a lot of things to, to think about and, mm-hmm. and to see how they're going to make this work. But, Chase, you just gave, you know, you just said who the Cavs gave away. And John Henson and Brandon Knight are nice guys, but you could have just waved them and no one would have noticed, you why know. Why not make this trade? Why not? I mean, that's why I'm like, you're, you're, right. browsing the internet, you're browsing the internet, you're on Craigslist, eBay, you're out shopping, you see something on clearance, or like a, a deal you can't pass up. Like, why not add an Andre Drummond to your team? Why not? I, I, figure it out yeah. later. Add him now, figure it out later. Exactly. Well, especially because you gave up two guys who were going to be gone in the next yeah. three. And, and you know, it, it, it's almost like Kobe Altman called as a joke and said, hey, we'll give you John Henson, Brandon Knight, and a second rounder for, for Andre Drummond. And the Pistons went, okay. And, and oh. he was shocked. Now, I don't know that how that's worked. But, it, it, you know, you, you really truly have nothing to lose in this situation. So I want to give Kobe Altman a little more credit than maybe what, what I'm giving him. Um, would it, could it be possible, Sam, that he's playing a little 4D chess and realizing that maybe the 2021 free agency list isn't as desirable as they wanted or kind of looking at, hey, we don't think TT is going to be back next year. Why not get the guy that we probably wouldn't be able to get in free agency? He's not going to choose here. Let's trade for him now, being able to offer him the most later and see if we can't get something going. Are they kind of looking at it that way? I mean, and that's not a bad idea for like a market team that str- struggles to get star power. Right. You're, you're, you're probably not going to get very many free agents, you know, uh, in Cleveland. If you do, you're going to have to pay, overpay guys who probably aren't um, deserving. I shouldn't say deserving, but, but aren't, uh, you know, the type of players that you want to pay that much. But that's just the way Cleveland is. They have to, the Cavaliers have to have the majority of their success through the draft and through trades. That's the two ways that they are going to be able to acquire real talent. And like you said, star power. Okay. So, you know, Andre Drummond is a guy who uh, you look at him and you're right. He's not probably going to come to Cleveland on his own uh, when he is able to decide where he wants to go. Um, At least not, at least not if he left Detroit. Now, you know, he's probably going to pick up, it's widely expected he'll pick up that player option. Uh, I don't, I, you know, a lot of people around the league don't think he'll opt out. He'll, he'll, he'll pick up that player option and still be 27 or what, you know, right around 27 years old when he hits free agency, uh, not next season, but you know, next, not this coming summer, but summer after. So, um, I, you know, Chase, to me, it's, 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 uh, you look at it and you say, why not? You know, why Why not? Granted, it would have been better if they had been able to trade Tristan maybe for some more wing players or something, but they weren't able to do that in a, and mostly a first-round pick, but they weren't able to do that. So uh, if this trade's there, you make it every day of the week and twice on Sunday. Uh, and, and I think you're exactly right. You Then you figure it out. You figure it out and see how it works and see how it goes. And if it doesn't go the way you want it, then, you know, then you got to make more changes. But at least this is worth a shot. So what does this mean? Let's start about – let's kind of look at the domino effect here. What does this mean for Kevin Love and Tristan Thompson? They have Andre Drummond now sharing their – taking their minutes, sharing the front court. What does this mean for them? Yeah, you know, uh, that's the question of the year, and I'm sure we'll be asking John Beeline that tomorrow. I don't know if Kobe Altman's going to be available, but 
um, you know, John Beeline will be and, and some of the players. So it's, it's, there are a lot of questions that are unanswered, Chase. I don't know. I don't know. You know, I don't think it impacts Kevin Love that much because, you know, more of a he's, power forward center, more power role. And, and, but there's going to be times, yeah, where they're going to probably play Drummond and Tristan together, you know, and, and you have confidence in Tristan. I will say he takes great pride in his ability to defend guards when he gets switched out or smaller players. You know, when the Cavs played, when the Cavs played the Lakers, guess who guarded LeBron? It was Tristan, you know, so, you know, is he a small forward? No, but you have to look at it from a defensive standpoint. Um, and, and Tristan's going to be the one guy who, out of those three, Drummond, Drummond, Love, and and uh, Tristan, who can go out and defend players on the perimeter a little bit. So, um, you know, I, I, I wish I had the answers of what they're going to do or what their plans are, but I, I think that, you know, you, you've, you've added to your front court, you've protected yourself, uh, you know, in, in terms of how you're going to lose Tristan in the offseason probably. Uh, and, and, you know, there are a number of things that can happen there. They're probably going to try to work out a sign and trade so they don't lose them for nothing. But uh, I, I think that there's there's possibilities with this line. I do want to see him play the Rockets, Chase. I want to see the Cavs play Kevin Love, uh, Andre Drummond, Tristan Thompson, Larry Nance, all on the floor at the same time against the Rockets and see how it goes. Because the Cavs will get every rebound. All, that's all I know. You know, you just got to hope the Rockets miss. Yeah, so you don't <laughs> think they're going to buy out Tristan Thompson? It's not, you know, it's it, it's not sounding that way. Um, yeah. I don't know if they would want to do that because they feel like, you know what, we could probably do something in a sign and trade for Tristan this offseason. Don't forget, this is not viewed as a good offseason upcoming for uh, free agents. Yep. So, you know, that enhances your chances of somebody else agreeing, you know, Tristan, say, agreeing to a contract with the Phoenix Suns or Dallas Mavericks. And then if you're the Cavs, you say, you know what, let's do a sign and trade so that we can get something back for Tristan instead of losing him for nothing. And I'll tell you what, I don't know how they're going to do it. They, they probably aren't going to, you know, they're not going to tie up a lot of money uh, <laughs> with, with Tristan, I don't think. But I think that there's a possibility. LeBron's or, not here to broker his deal this time, so I don't know what they're going <laughs> to. They'll, they'll probably, they'll probably <laughs> talk extension. I really doubt that it gets anywhere, but I they, they could talk extension. Okay, so if you are Darius Garland, if you're Kevin Porter Jr., if you're Colin Sexton, what, what does this trade tell you? Yeah, you know, for one, it gives them some somebody to protect the rim while these guys are improving defensively, hopefully improving defensively, uh, if you're Garland and Sexton, and um, particularly those two, you know, who they have not been that great defensively. That, and, and in some instances, that's the kind version of it. But you get beat, and now you've got, you know, you've got Andre Drummond behind you. Before, you didn't really have a rim protector uh, behind you when you were those young guards. So, you know, mostly that's going to benefit them defensively. I also think it'll help open things up for them a little bit offensively. Don't forget, you know, Drummond's averaging, you know, what is it, close to 18 points a game, yeah. uh, not to mention 16 rebounds. And I, 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 think, I think that that really helps you offensively. It's not like he's just some big oaf uh, 
standing there in the middle of the offense. He can make things happen. He can catch lobs. He's got size. He draws fouls. His free throw shooting has gotten better. Yes. Uh, that makes a, a really good big guy like that can make life easier for the guards. It really can, just all the way around, especially defensively, but also on offense. You know, it, it, for instance, Colin Sexton, a lot of times he'll drive and three guys will collapse on him. Well, now he can feed it down, ideally, theoretically, feed it down to Drummond and he's getting a dunk, you know. So, um, there's, there's, there are a lot of ways that he could benefit those young players. And I think that's probably part of the reason, a very underrated reason why the Cavs made that deal, because now you have a big guy who's going to make the guards feel, uh, a little more confident, a little more protected should they mess up. And, and you mentioned at our pod last night, the Cavs have to pay somebody. They're going to have to pay somebody. So why not Andre Drummond? Why not have this anchor for your team, I mean, do you think he resigns with the team? You, you, you think he picks up that player option, right? I mean, we, we'll be able to offer him the most money is kind of what this comes down to. Well, you know, I mean, the, I, I will say everybody I've talked to across the league um, feels like, he, yeah, he's going to pick up that option. Now, he could opt out, you know, but he's not going to get $29 million next season in a league that is – you know, we just said is going smaller in many ways. And, and the big guy, unless you can shoot threes, normally doesn't get paid 29 million, you know? So there, there is the possibility he could opt out and try to get a longer deal where he's making 14 million a year for five years, or I'm sorry, for, for three or four years. And uh, maybe he goes that route, but I doubt it. I think, I think that he, and I think that not even so much me thinking it is across the league. People are like, yeah, he's not going to opt out of a $29 million contract. So, and guess what, Chase, if he does, so what, you know, (laughs) I mean, I mean, you traded John Henson and Brandon Knight for him, you know, I mean, that's one thing to consider is it's like, you've got nothing to lose here. You know, you, you, you were going to, you were not going to have those guys in three or four months anyway. And you got a guy who, is a borderline type of all-star. Uh, you yeah, know. definitely. And I, I have bad news. You might be uh, buying me McDonald's dollar menu meal, Sam. I think we might hit that over 25 wins. Yeah, they don't want to get too far over. It might, it might mean, but it might mean, seriously, a few more wins, you know. Um, and, yeah. and, and now that you're 13 and 39, you, you don't want to get too high up there because, uh, because you don't want to, you know, hurt your lottery chances at the same time i think last year what were the pelicans number nine in the lottery and memphis was eight and they were the one and two. were high as well yeah um, oh that doesn't really matter with this new lottery system as much yep so the Cavs trade for andre drummond uh we, we will see what happens and uh i like the trade my friends uh i i was teaching at a college so i i didn't see it breaking did you break it sam no, no, I, I don't break news as much anymore, Chase, as I kind of chase news. <laughs> but no, it, I think it was Adrian Wojnarowski, which is not a surprise. He's, uh, he's, he's the king and, and, and uh, good guy to boot. But yeah, so anyway, go ahead with your story. I'll, I'll tell you what, when I saw it, I was just like, wait a minute, what? Is that right? Yeah, <laughs> I had to read it like three or four times. I'm like, wait a second, what happened? They thought the, the trade was hilarious because we traded nothing for him. But then they thought that, well, he's not going to stay in Cleveland, so why do it anyway? They were 
they're a bunch of Cleveland haters anyway. I don't really care about them, even though they're my best friends. But <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I love those guys. But um, yeah, I mean, it definitely kind of caught the league's attention for a little bit. I mean, they kind of like, whoa, wait, what happened? And uh, Cleveland once again inserting themselves into this narrative, uh, which which I kind of like. Hey, like Cleveland's here, man. Like just. We still got a team. We're going to make some noise. Like we need some respect. I thought I thought that they needed to do something, and yeah. I said that last podcast. I think if you remember that that they need to do something, and they need to do something to generate some buzz. Well, you know there were a lot of trades and, and some good ones. Obviously, the Clippers uh, getting Marcus Morris and and D'Angelo Russell and Andrew Wiggins, you know, being swapped for each other. But I was driving today around five o'clock and had on NBA radio on Sirius XM and they were talking about the Cavs trade. It was Eddie Johnson and Justin Tremaine and they were, they were talking uh, about the Andre Drummond trade. Now I'm sure they addressed the others, but it just happened when I was driving, they were talking about that. They talked about it a lot and you know, both of them liked it for the Cavs for the same reasons we did. It's like they, they basically got Andre Drummond for nothing. It was like getting him in free agency. So you bring him in, you see how it goes, and maybe everybody ends up happy, you know, and, and, and you find a guy who, who is a good fit and, you know, helps you win games down the road. And, you know, one other thing I think we can't overlook, one of the fastest ways to change a culture and to get people on your side is to bring in new faces as they don't know any different, right? Now, I know that this is a, a veteran who has played for – NBA coaches, but he never played in Cleveland. He, you know, not a part of the whole beeline, you know, first part of the season. He's a new fresh face is going to come in. He's going to inject life. I bet Sam, we'll see the first couple games, the team playing hard. I bet we're going to see that kind of inspired team that we saw the first half of the season. I I, I really, the first half of the first half of the season, um, right. Or the first week of the first half of the first half, <laughs> like that, 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 that very little window we had. Like, I think that this could inject some new life into this team. I really do. And I think we might be able to make a run. I don't know. Am, am I crazy to think that? I know he's not like the answer to all of our problems, but he's good. No. Yeah. No, I'll tell you this. I, I hope so for the fans' sake that, that um, and for the Cavs' sake, that they, you know, that, that there is some life injected into the franchise uh, for this, you know, headed into the all-star break and, and post all-star break and mostly next season. You know, again, I talked about this last night. You don't want to go through another year like this next year. You want to see, you know, the progress in the wins column next year. You know, I mean, how many years are you going to keep playing a lottery? You don't want to run into becoming the Sacramento Kings or the New York Knicks where you're just playing it year after year after thankless year. You want to, you want to show progress and you want, you want the fans to get excited uh, with a team that's on the floor. So I think this is a good start. You know, I know a lot of people are like Andre Drummond, you know, the Pistons stunk. What was he really doing there? But I, th- I just think that this is a good start. This guy needed a change of scenery. The Cavs needed something to inject some life into the franchise. And, you know, they're going to take it from here. It's like, look, we got the guy for nothing. Let's Let's try and see what, you know, how he works with Tristan and Love and, and uh, Larry Nance and, and our guards. And, you know, I, I just think it was, it was absolutely positively worth a shot. And yep. I think Cavs fans will come to like him real fast because he is a beast. He really is. If you don't watch him a lot, you're going to find out. He is, he is a monster. You know, uh, I don't think it changes the scales in our game against the Clippers on Sunday. I think 
Probably not. It moves the line a little bit, uh, maybe makes that a little smaller. I, I do think it, it tilts us in the favor of the Hawks, even though they just traded for Capella. Um, I, I don't know, Sam. I, I, I'm all excited again about the Cavs. Let's go, man. Let's do it. Well, see, you're already, you're already uh, pumped I'm up. All in in. That. Hey, that's what you're aiming for. That's part of what you're aiming for at the deadline is, is intrigue. And they've definitely created some. Again, Kobe Altman has made a lot of trades during his tenure yeah. where nobody saw coming. And I said that last night, that if, if he does make something, it's probably something we're not even going to see coming. And here oh. it will again. So, um, you know, hey, you know what? Roll the ball out, see how it goes, and, and uh, take it from there. Because you've left yourself enough options with this trade uh, you know, moving forward in, in terms of salaries and all that stuff, you've left yourself enough options that at the end of the year, if you look at this and say, man, that didn't work at all, well, so what? You gave up John Henson and, and Brandon Knight, and uh, you, you knew you were going to have to make some moves anyway, especially after not being able to trade Tristan or Love. Yeah. Well, that does it for uh, this Cavs on the Break NBA podcast trade recap edition. Thank you so much for downloading and listening. Uh, follow us on Twitter at Cavs on the Break. We always follow back. Shouts to the Press Play Podcast Network for making this possible and Sports Illustrated for allowing Sam to join us. Follow Sam on Twitter at Amico Hoops. Get all of his work and writings on Sports Illustrated. Catch his analysis, player quotes, interviews, insider info. Do not miss out. Sam, any final thoughts, brother? One real quick thought. I'll make it as quick as possible. I run a Cavaliers website on Sports Illustrated, right? Yes, sir. But I also aggregate content from other teams okay just like i used to do on amico hoops and i did that at the trade deadline and number one i want to thank the readers because it was a record day for myself in terms of anything i've whether i was writing for fox or amico hoops or sports illustrated this was far and away in terms of page views uh the 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 most read uh, of of all time okay i'll say that so number one number two chase my top seven stories on the website none of them work about the Cavs so I need Cavs fans to step up and uh you know uh, and and start reading those stories because um I don't want to have to cover every team (laughs) but I will do it for the page views so what what uh, was the top story the top story, believe it or not, was Wiggins getting traded for yeah. D'Angelo Russell. Now, sometimes that's not necessarily the fault of the readers. Sometimes that gets picked up by, like, Bleacher Report. And then if Bleacher Report links back to my site, then it's going to triple the page views on that story no matter what it is. But for the past three or four days, all of our stories have, you know, top three or four anyway, have been about other trades, other teams, um, and, and, and stuff like that. I was surprised that the Andre Drummond trade wasn't one, but it was eighth. So um, we just, you know, and I think a lot of that too is it's so, you know, it's so uh, covered so much that, you know, maybe people just want to read the tweet or something and then move on to a different story. But either way, I'm, I'm very grateful. And I know Cavs fans are reading those other stories about those other teams. I'm, I'm very grateful uh, for the readers that I do have. And uh, I, I just want to say thanks for, for, um, you know, to everyone for, for following along and, and especially, you know, not just the website, but the podcast and everything else, because, um, this is, you know, this is, this, I'm a sports writer. I don't count. And, you know, so, yeah, so it, well, it's, it's all well-deserved. You work incredibly hard, do incredible work 
And I thought the number one story was going to be our podcast. But alas, you break my heart once again, Sam. It's okay. <laughs> hey, you know what? Everything was so well read. That's the nice thing is, you know, everything. Yeah. Podcast was more well listened to than most of the stuff I write during the week that's not trade deadline stuff. So um, we're, we're up there. I, it's probably my voice. I sound like Kermit the Frog. That probably. No, wow. no. Well, <laughs> you're great, Sam. Well-deserved. Thank you so much for listening, downloading, and reading. Mike Breen, take us out! Congratulations, Cleveland. Your decades-long wait is finally over. The Cavaliers are NBA champions.